0: We are asked over and over again, how do you find the right phone numbers for the properties you're trying to buy? It is pretty simple. You skip trace the owner and property address. What does that mean? What does skip trace mean? It means you go and find the contact information of the owner of a property, but you don't want to do that one time. Real estate is a numbers game and a people business. You need to work a lot of leads to find motivated sellers. We use an awesome SkipTrace service that you can upload a giant list of names and addresses all at once, and a few minutes later, you have a ton of phone numbers for prospecting. Visit www.dpipodcast.com forward slash SkipTrace.
1: Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. All right, guys, welcome
0: back. Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, Mike Slane, and co-host over there. Hey, guys, David Dodge. All right, all right. Today, we are going to talk about real estate investing. One of our favorite things, uh, favorite way for people to get started is by wholesaling real estate. Dave, you want to briefly summarize what wholesaling is for everybody?
1: Absolutely. Wholesaling is buying a property primarily off market but not always um at a great price and selling that agreement or house to purchase um at a good
0: price and making a spread in the middle perfect simple so very perfect. simple it is a very simple business but it's not always easy and uh, we put together a great course that goes to, to help easier. make it easier To help make it easier a uh, great course called free wholesale course.com. You can Visit it online, check it out. Uh, give us a little bit of feedback. We've had thousands of people take the course. Uh, most of them have told us four thousand to date. Most of them have told us it's pretty good. You know, there haven't been very many there negative
1: ones. Almost uh, one hundred and fifty-five star reviews. It's pretty good. Not to boast.
0: It's pretty good. But
1: yeah, we're doing pretty good, guys. We're All helping right. a lot of people out there learn how to get started investing into real estate, primarily via wholesale. Why? Because once you get a good deal. You have options, you can rehab it, you can keep it as a rental, you can wholesale it, you can do a lot of things, but it all starts with finding the deal. So that's what we like to touch on. Today's episode of the Discount Property Investor podcast is gonna be the rental rehab strategy. So we're doing a little mini series on the Burr strategy. As of uh, today, Mike and I own um, over 40 rental properties or we'll have 40 being online soon, but we own them. And we're using a strategy called BRRRR. What is it? It's buy, renovate, rent out, refinance, and repeat. So if you wanna check out the previous couple episodes, we talked a lot about buying. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular episode is gonna actually be like a, a three part, but it's about rehabbing. And today we're gonna to talk about the rental rehab strategy. So you know, what exactly are we doing with this particular rehab? Why, how? All of the above, this and we're going to give you guys a bunch of pro tips if you want to start do using the burst strategy, or if you're just rehabbing your rentals as well. Lots of great information we're going to give out in this episode. Yeah, I'm this excited. Is,
0: this is one of my favorite things. This is what I do day in, day out. So Dave does a lot. And Mike, more you're really good at this too. Of the wholesale, thank you, sir. Yeah. Dave does a lot more of the the wholesale day to day stuff, and I do a lot more of this rental uh, rehab stuff day to day right so then we just kind of divide and conquer and again i think it's i love easy. it divide and conquer
1: and again another you know lesson we can kind of take away from this is by dividing and conquer and creating a team we can do more together absolutely if we were trying to all uh, each do this on our own of course we could do it but it would be slow yeah and by working together so build a team if you don't
0: already have one even if that's just one other person teams get things done Absolutely, and, so, and again, with that comes all the conflict of working with other people. I mean, sometimes we, and Dave, get on each other's nerves. It and
1: happens, happens,
0: right? Yeah. Sometimes, well, but we're at bugs. the end of the
1: day, yeah. having a team, it's the, it's, it's awesome. I it's, wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't go back. Man. I wouldn't either, yeah, man. Having
1: great. a team is the way to go. So today, we're talking about the rental rehab strategy. We're going to give you guys some pro tips along the
0: way. So when, well, virtually, let's walk around a house together. Let's I do mean, it. That's what we should do. So we that's should, where it all starts.
1: You go out, you find a property. And we talked a little bit in previous episodes about knowing your numbers, as well as knowing your area. So let's just assume that we find our next rental, rental 41, boom, mm-hmm. we find it, it came in from one of our off-market lead, or off-market marketing, so we went direct to the seller, we went out, we got a great deal on it. Most of the time when we buy rentals, they're, they're, they're good deals on on properties from the get-go, and we can easily wholesale them or we could maybe even rehab these to sell them. But we decide, hey, we want to build a a portfolio of rentals to provide passive income so we can really truly have freedom. That's why we got into this business in the first place is to have freedom. And that's what we're doing, we're building our
0: freedom door. Absolutely. It's and great. Like Dave said we're around 40 right now. We're going to be at 150 in hopefully the next uh, 24 months. Yeah. It's we're going to put it out there under 24, under months, 24 months. Under 24 at months. A, at a at a max, oh, right? Yeah.
1: So, we found a house that we want to re- that we want as a rental. What do we do next? We're going to walk the property and we're going to we're going to figure out all the things that we need to do to this property in order to a make it look nice and welcoming, b be safe for the potential tenant. See, be welcoming to that tenant, and probably most importantly, last but not least, pass an occupancy inspection so we can do it legally. Or mm-hmm. well, did you
0: did you mention the uh, get the refinance? That's later. Well, what I mean is, you're rehabbing it. Uh, you want to make sure it appraises high enough. Correct. You want to wanna, you want to you
1: want to put together a plan for that rehab that is going to be. You know, it's gonna be in conjunction with your entire plan, which is Perfect. I need to have my appraisal be at least this number in order to get an 80% loan or a 75% loan or a 70% loan to be all in at to where I can get all of my money back. So the whole reason that we use the burst strategy is to take a small amount of money to buy a property, rehab it, get it rented, refinance all of that money back to pay back our private investors or ourselves, to basically get a rental property, which is an asset, by the way, for free. We're getting all of our money back, but yet we are now controlling the asset. So yes, Mike, I love that you brought that up. You wanna know your numbers, and this is all part of the process, know your numbers. What is the the rehab that I need to do to get to this final number? Love it. Mm-hmm. So we bought this house, it, it makes sense, we know our numbers, so we got it at a great price. We know we need to spend at least $15,000 on the rehab in order to get the entrepreneurial credit, which we talked about in previous episodes, to be able to even get to the refinance table properly. So what are we going to do, Mike? We're going to walk around
0: and we're going to start taking notes on what? What are we doing? Let's do it. Okay, so first off, here's like uh, kind of a tip. What I would say is I'm an Apple guy and I love the Notes app for this. So the Notes app is great. Uh, You just open it up and you can hit that little microphone button and I'm sure the... uh, uh, what is it? The Android users have a very similar thing. Yeah, I'm or Evernote sure is very similar. You gotta pay for that, but yeah, very similar. So again, love it. We've almost all got smartphones in our pockets. That's probably how you're listening to us right now on the podcast. I would, I would bet. is uh, yeah. yeah, 99% chance right. uh, you've got a smartphone. So go ahead and get the Notes app open. And I like to, again, start with the address and then I walk around the property and take my notes. That way you It's can, not that hard. You just take notes on sh- on your phone. Super easy, super mm-hmm. fast. Saves you from having all that paper helps you stay organized. I think organization is one of the most important things in kind of the project management. Absolutely, sphere. very, very, very important. So take that notes app out and walk around the house with us virtually. So right now we're gonna say- so let's we, do it, let's do a virtual up.
1: walk around. So we're gonna
0: start doing the exterior. Yeah, we're walking around the outside of the house. Nine times out of 10, you've got a lot of old plants and bushes and weeds that are overgrown, uh, overgrown on fence lines, all that stuff. So the easiest thing to do is you get a laborer or you do it yourself and you trim back a bunch of the landscaping. Or remove it even. Just remove it. it up. Exactly. Looks super clean, not very expensive. Now we're not
1: saying you need to go and you need to buy 50 plants and redo everything. Uh -uh. This is a rental. You wanna clean it up or remove it. If you have to put down some mulch, that's fine. Mulch is cheap. But the idea here is to spend the least amount of money to make it look the best. So, what's the highest and best use of what I
0: already have here? How do I make it the best? That's very important. So, your goal is not to make these beautiful houses. Not at all. Your goal is to make you these want to make them nice, appealing.
1: Nice houses, right? right? Nice, as Mike said. But you don't need to spend any extra money on the outside that isn't necessary. So, certain things will be necessary, of course but if it's not needed, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Look at it that way. Perfect. So you're gonna do an exterior walk around. Mike mentioned landscaping. That's always the first thing. Next, I typically look at roof, fascia, soffit, gutters. Why? Because the inspector will flag those items, Mm -hmm. okay? If it's got a hole in the roof, I need to fix that. They're not gonna give you an occupancy permit. If your gutters are hanging off the house, well, A, the inspector's gonna flag it, but B, it's gonna it's gonna probably lead to a
0: flooded basement yeah this is important guys so you so want to make
1: sure that your water nega- negation is in place too Go ahead. yeah
0: it's not just the uh the look. gutters too uh that can be fallen off but also look for gutters that are clogged or stuff's growing out of. you want to clean out the gutters i clean mean out. Again, so it's it's clean up the landscaping clean out the gutters make sure they're attached make sure your downspouts are connected and you've got water diverted away from the foundation of the property here in st louis we've got basements So it's very important that we keep the water out of those basements. Uh, if you have a slab, it's going to be a similar thing. You don't want water underneath out, of it. Underneath it so or make it getting, it to crack, or getting into the house. Right. Again, you're going to have wet flooring. Or you're going to be ruined, destroyed the property. Mm-hmm. So those are very, very important things. I walked so through a
1: flooded floor. slab a couple weeks ago, man. Gross. It was nasty. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're not. It's not fun. Right. So that's the first thing. So walk around the outside, uh, determine what needs to be done. And most of those things that we just described, I mean, this is under a thousand bucks if you pay somebody uh nine times out of ten to do all that all that work. stuff I would say absolutely like 500 bucks yeah and that's don't overthink it that's including throwing some mulch down and some plants the week before uh you've got your open house for rentals so it looks really nice yep some place that somebody wants to move into so we've walked around the outside of the house uh, let's say there is a uh, no garage uh, there's a fence and it's looking a little rusty here's a cheap way to fix that spray paint or just uh, take it out a, if you've got a chain link fence Now, personally, I like to keep them if they're there because pets, people love their pets. People love them, right, right. So, again, you can get a little bit more pet rent uh, if there's a fence there. But again, if it's kind of gone rusty, I like to spray paint them at least the front section of the fence. Maybe not the entire fence, but just that way from the street, you're looking at a fence. Again, it makes it welcoming, guys, not only for the tenant. But the
1: inspector, you don't want them to flag it and have them rip the whole thing out and redo it. And the neighbors. It's going to be
0: costly to do that. If you've got neighbors. And the neighbors, you want to keep the neighbors happy. Homeowners, they don't like to look at junky rental properties. Nobody wants that, nobody wants to live near that. So again, you want to make it look nice. So again, cleaning up everything on the outside. So now we're walking into the house. So we step into the house and we've got a, uh, let's call it a three bed, one bath house. We walk into the family room, dining room area. It's split off and there's carpeting and there's an old uh, bronze um, light fixture. Mm-hmm. So, this is an easy one. We're gonna rip out the carpeting and we're gonna replace the light fixture. So, I've got my notes out, my notes app out. I'm gonna say family room, remove carpeting, uh, re- replace light fixture.
1: Nine times out of 10, I would say more than that, 95 times out of 100, we're painting a house and we are doing something to the flooring. So when I walk in, the first thing I notice always is the floors and the walls, okay? Typically, we're gonna be painting the the walls and we're gonna either be sanding down floors, refinishing floors, adding flooring, or redoing carpet. So those typically are always gonna happen. Now, the cost of painting and the cost of doing floors can add up, obviously, due to the size of the home. The square footage matters but in all reality those costs are pretty low in terms of the entire budget.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about flooring a little bit. So okay, I just said we're going to replace that flooring, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't say I'm going to replace that carpet. I'm going to replace that flooring. If there's hardwood under it, we can get hardwood resanded and refinished for approximately $2.250 a square foot mm-hmm. here in St. Louis. We can also get the luxury vinyl tile or the luxury vinyl planks which is, again, it's just vinyl flooring that clicks together. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that old Pergo. Some peel and stick, some click. Yep, exactly. Yeah, we like to click together, and you want a, a little bit more rubbery one, not a harder one. The harder ones tend to break. They're a little harder to install. Mm-hmm. So I like the rubber-backed ones. It's easier to install. Uh, these are This vinyl you cut with a knife. And it's uh, tenant-proof. We talked about this last this episode, guys. This is exactly guys, what I was pointing out. This
1: is tenant-proof. So if somebody drops a glass of wine on the ground or they drag a refrigerator across it, it's, it's, it's way more likely to not scratch or stain because of the fact that it's not wood it's rubber essentially it's vinyl
0: yeah i mean they so can s- still tear it up but these are most of these products are guaranteed in residential for 10 years i think that's the the lowest guarantee I've seen on them uh, we are pretty young into using this product but I know it's been around I think it was a lure was one of the first ones that hit the market uh, several years ago mm-hmm. uh, but we've been using this in all our rentals and like Dave said it's to tenant proof the property you want hard surfaces you want hard floors because that carpet it gets gross carpet if you get cheap carpet even expensive carpets probably only gonna last one to two tenants uh, I mean people who rent properties oftentimes live a little bit harder than an owner. They right, and well, they care
1: opinion. a little less about it because it's not theirs, which is okay. And you have to just go into it knowing that. Yeah, that's I mean, that, okay.
0: That, well, it's just the way of the world, you know. It's the way people, the world. People tend to treat their own possessions better. Right. So again, you want to make it tenant proof and that's the hard surfaces for the flooring is very, very important. Um, we'll talk about some other stuff. Right, so you got There's your well. walls, you got your floors. Next,
1: Mike, you had mentioned light fixtures. So mm-hmm. just in general, we're looking big picture here. First thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look at my walls, then I'm gonna look at my floors, then I'm gonna notice my light fixtures. Light fixtures are relatively inexpensive and they will make a house look a lot more new and updated by swapping them out. Old light fixtures are hard to clean. They get dirty, they're hard to clean, and oftentimes cleaning them leads to frustration and or breaking them, Mm -hmm. at least with me i don't like cleaning light (laughs) fixtures i like to just take them out and put new ones in again it makes the home welcoming and the cost to put in a light fixture versus lots of other things in the whole rehabbing aspect or world is minimal so walls floors light fixtures next we're going to get into a little bit more granular when it comes to the kitchens and the baths but the bedrooms the family rooms all the hallways you're basically looking at floors, walls, and light fixtures, guys, that's it. It's very it's very simple when it comes to that. One thing we didn't talk about was windows. Mm-hmm. Talked a lot about the roof, the fascia, the gutter, the landscaping. So the windows typically is done on the outside, in my opinion, sure. before you go in. But if the home has older windows, um, you, you should replace those. Well, again, so let's, let's talk about Maybe. It depends, though. Yeah, it depends let's on talk- your budget, but it also depends on what else is there. We talked a little bit last episode about knowing the area. And if that area doesn't have all new windows in all of the homes, then it won't matter for the appraisal so much. So windows But are- if you're the only
0: house in the street with old windows, that will matter. So, again, know your area know your numbers. Yeah, and there's a couple things to consider with windows as well. So one of them is in St. Louis, we have the occupancy inspection. So mm-hmm. we've talked about this. A lot of areas now, they require a safety uh, inspection, you know, make sure that the house is safe to live in, and one of those things is the windows. If the window cannot be opened, like it's been painted shut, that's a big problem. Or screwed in the bedroom. shut. Or if it opens and then falls. falls shut, that's a safety issue as well. Because what if there's a fire that the people can't get out? So windows can be something that needs to be replaced. But again, if they're functional, uh, often they look okay and they look okay. Oftentimes, I would leave them right. Um, it's it's kind of a gray area though too because so a lot of times to paint a window it costs um, more than you'd expect so I had a, an older house with painted windows that were kind of a dark wood color and when you just we're gonna save some money and paint the windows well the amount of time it takes for somebody to put two coats of paint around all the windows uh, you know you've got different panes in the center of the older windows it's all wood Oh, the
1: detail work is yeah. a freaking nightmare. So again, if
0: you're paying somebody hourly or whatever to paint that window, it just it can be a nightmare.
1: You might uh, you they, might be better off to just replace it, and it'd be
0: cheaper, and you're gonna have a new window, right? So you're gonna want to find a good window company. You're gonna call around um a lot of the ones that advertise probably aren't gonna be the lowest priced for you because they're paying for the advertising right so you're gonna want to again find a good window company that can help you out on that
1: right but that's it but there's we don't need to dive too deep on windows just know that in certain scenarios it's not worth replacing them in other scenarios it is so know your numbers know your neighborhood and you know know your ARV because that's kind of where you need to determine that and or for safety, you covered it, Love okay it. So, then- so we got walls, floors, light fixtures, windows. Next, we have bed and bath. I'm right. sorry, we have bath and kitchen. Bath and kitchen.
0: So bath and kitchen, this is where you're gonna probably spend a little bit more money, uh, but you can definitely overspend. So you wanna be very cognizant of this property. So we're walking through this one and let's kind of think back to the property we had mentioned before where we walk in and the cabinets are in pretty good shape but they're old they've got a really dark stain on it and they've got like that brass hardware well what are we going to do to this house and then the cabinets are all are the countertops are all dinged up it's all formica and it's all dinged up what am i going to do to this house i'm going to pull the countertops off and i'm going to make my note in my notes app i'm going to say replace countertops paint the cabinets new hardware appliances depending on the condition. So this is, again, if you've got really, really old beat up appliances, maybe you have to replace some of them. Maybe you can save some of them. Maybe the fridge is black. Well then guess what? I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna replace just the oven that needs to be replaced. Mike, one thing we didn't really
1: mention yet, and I think it's a great time to talk about Mm -hmm. this for a second. We talked about doing your rehab, Um, knowing your numbers, of course, but putting together a rehab plan that aligns with your ARV or your appraisal. Love it. But one thing we didn't mention is doing your rehab plan also to be cognizant and thinking of the amount of rent you can collect from the work you're doing. So appliances is a great point. If you leave your old appliances in there, you may not be able to collect top of the market rent for the property, you may have to be a little less. However, if you put in some nice stainless steel appliances, you may be able to collect another hundred dollars hundred and fifty dollars a month. So again, having your rehab plan, you need to be, you know, be aware and be thinking of two things with that plan. One is what's the ultimate goal with this rehab to get my property to value at a certain number. But B, what these updates that I'm doing are making a big are making a, a difference on the welcoming welcomingness factor and the, the demand for that property
0: as well love it yeah so and and one thing that i'll say in ours we almost never use white appliances because we're probably they just get dirty well they get dirty you also if we're gonna paint like on our lower end uh rentals if we're gonna paint the cabinets try to save some money there you're probably painting them white so if we've got white cabinets black appliances just kind of pop a little bit pop right so we use black appliances and we actually use a black formica countertop It just looks pretty sharp with stainless handles on it. Right. Or brush nickel, rather. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do in almost all of them. And that would be a great example in this house. We're going to paint the older cabinets white. uh, We're going to replace black appliances in there. And we're going to put the brush nickel. Yeah, change uh, the hardware. So paint the cabinets, change the hardware, get some appliances that are nice
1: and they pop. And again, think of it this way, guys. If if you have a stove um, that is just a piece of crap versus a nice new stove. You know, any mom or anyone that's interested in, you know, doing a lot of cooking at home, they're, you know, they're gonna want that unit. They're gonna want that house way more than the one that doesn't have those nice things. So well, that's guess what? definitely important. A
0: Dishwashers night- and microwaves. Guess what, new appliances, less likely to break than the old one. Less maintenance less too, less maintenance. guys. You're not going to get a call, hey, this burner doesn't work anymore on my stove. Can you get somebody to come out and fix it? Right. Well, guess what? I don't want to waste $200 sending a repairman out to fix a burner on a 10 right. year old electric stove. Let's
1: talk a little bit about dishwashers this and is important. microwaves. So, you know, both of these things aren't required in order to get an occupancy permit. However, by providing a dishwasher, um, and a microwave, it's going to again, increase the value of that kitchen, it's going to make somebody be more likely to want to rent that and or be willing to pay more. So we typically try to add those two. However, in some scenarios, it doesn't make sense to do so and we will leave those out. Right. Another thing that we like to leave out, this is a if big one. possible is garbage disposals. I'd say leave-out and take-out. Leave-out and or take-out, remove, if it, you so, buy a house and it has it already. Yeah.
0: Why? Why do we want to remove a garbage disposal? The garbage disposals are my least favorite appliance in rentals. People clog them up constantly. So this is something— They're you, hard to clean. They're dangerous to clean if you you know don't know what you're doing. Well, they, they frequently get jammed, and they break. And it's, and and it's they, a
1: great reason for the tenant to call the property manager or you— to increase your maintenance. So just remove it completely. And just tell them, hey, don't flush anything down or don't put any food down the sink. Throw it out. And it's going to save you a lot of time and money in terms of maintenance down the road. Can the sink still clog? Of course. But all you got to do is snake it or take the bottom P-trap out and it's fixed. With the garbage disposal, you could troubleshoot for hours. And it's just, it's not well, worth it. Well, and
0: it's a couple hundred dollar appliance that needs to be replaced might need to when be it replaced. gets broken. Yeah, so we remove those. All right. So dishwashers.
1: Microwaves, things to consider. Garbage disposal, again, something to consider.
0: Okay, um, so let's talk about that's more of on the kitchen side. Let's talk about the total cost of this kitchen that we just walked through. Uh, we did, and one thing we didn't talk about, and we'll segue into the bathroom. The flooring in the kitchen, most likely, I'm going to try to slide that same if the if it's the same height, I'm going to try to sl- slide that vinyl in. Uh, if not, if it's kind of a different height thing, I might use a vinyl peel and stick that you can put grout in the middle of, which is what we use in a lot of our bathrooms. So it looks like tile. Looks like a tile floor, cause you can use the grout in it, but it's a vinyl that peels and sticks. So it's a little bit cheaper for install. Yeah, Groutable peel and stick tile is a, is a very, godsend for, uh, for rental properties. Very cool. So yeah. let's talk about- Looks a to- nice, it's durable. Let's talk about a total budget in the kitchen. We didn't buy new cabinets. We saved most of the cabinets, but we did paint them. So let's say 500 bucks for someone else to paint the cabinets for us. We replaced the countertops with a black solid for mica. Let's say that's 500 bucks, plus a sink. We reused the sink, it was in good shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, new faucet, about a hundred bucks. Uh, appliances, appliances were our big one here because we decided, hey, the black fridge was in good shape. Let's get a new gas stove. Let's put a microwave vent, microwave above it. Uh, and let's put in a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so appliances we spent let's say 2000 on and mm-hmm. that's probably a little high we probably spend a little bit less yeah so all in we're probably and then plus the flooring, labor plus the flooring plus labor uh light fixture we're probably 4000 or so maybe 5000 on this yeah, kitchen 4 to 6 is usually kind of where we're at, but that includes the light fixtures in there. That includes the flooring. That includes
1: new countertops if needed. In this scenario, we didn't do cabinets, but sometimes we will. So therefore, right. it could be six thousand instead of four or ten or ten. Yeah. Sometimes it can be, but we try to keep the the kitchen around four to six grand. Um, again, sometimes it'll be less, sometimes it'll be more, but we kind of covered it all. We, t- we talked about the flooring, talked about the cabinets, talked about the countertops. The, the the plumbing fixtures, which would be the sink and the faucet, the electrical fixtures, which would be the lighting in the
0: kitchen, and then the appliances. That's basically everything in a kitchen. Yeah, and this rental again, I'm talking like a three one. I'm talking probably in St. Louis market under a hundred thousand. Sure. Is kind of the rehab. I'm Yeah. Do. If it's a bigger rental, you're going to spend more. If this course. is if this is a hundred ten to one hundred and fifty kind of price range, we're probably going to replace the cabinets, and we're probably going to try to get all stainless appliances in there. Because again, it's a little bit higher priced property. Why though? Because we know
1: bit. our numbers, and we're we know that we're going to need to do nicer things for two reasons. One, to be able to get it to appraise out where we want, but two, to be able to hit a price point in terms of rent. You got to have it be equal to the, you know what the market is is supporting. Love if it. other houses in the area are renting for X, well, why? Are they nice? Are they not nice? That explains it right there. It's all about supply and demand. Cool. Now let's so walk let's over, over to the bathroom.
0: All right. So we just. We segue a little bit with that vinyl peel-and-stick tile, and this is really good for bathrooms because it's a small space, so I'm not as worried about it getting beat up as much. Like the kitchen, you're just people constantly walking around on it a lot. The bathroom, again, there's not a lot of foot traffic like there is in the kitchen, so this vinyl peel-and-stick is really, really cool in there. And honestly, we've used it for a long time and haven't had any uh, issues with it uh, being you know, a a not quality product. Uh, We get it, I think, from Home Depot for the most part. And uh, yeah, it's been a real good one for us. So the bathroom, Uh, this is our sub 100,000. The tub is in decent shape. It's kind of a little bit chipped up. Uh, The tile on the wall around the tub is in decent shape, Uh, but it's just that really old color. You know, there's those old greens and pink tiles that used to be popular, I guess, back in the 60s, 50s, 70s. I don't know when, Uh, it seems like forever. Uh, So you got a really ugly green tile on the walls. Uh, you've got an older vanity and toilet, which is okay. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna spend $1,000 in the bathroom and it's gonna look like 10,000. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna replace the toilet with the higher, si- higher height and the elongated bowl. Again, it's a little bit more modern. People just, you don't realize it, but there's the round toilets and the elongated bowl. Yep. That one's a little bit nicer. Yeah, the
1: round ones are real ancient,
0: in my opinion. They the aren't. elongated bowls
1: are newer, they're nicer. People like them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's very very handy for for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Big American butts, you know. We like. Uh, we like so a we nice typically big
1: replace the toilet and the vanity, and the vanity because it's, it's it's pretty cost effective, guys. Vanities are you know
0: anywhere from two hundred and fifty to five hundred bucks. Toilets are probably less than two hundred. Exa- well, and again for rental grade, I'm probably going to spend two hundred tops on the vanity, and I want a sink. Right. I'm sorry, I want the vanity and the uh the sink combo combo for yep. about 200 250 usually you can find those yep. uh at the big box stores mm-hmm. the toilet again 100 150 bucks usually tops for uh, for a lower end rental then i'm going to have one of our guys come and glaze the tub what and does that the mean mike surround. to glaze so the glaze it's not painting it's similar to paint but it's just a higher quality it's made for these surfaces for the fiberglass, it's for
1: hard to stick surfaces. Exactly. Right. And
0: hopefully it's going to, it holds up better in the wet environment, which is the bath. It does bath. hold
1: up better. It's thicker than paint and it's designed to keep
0: moisture on one side of it. Yeah. So you need, you need a professional to do that. Uh, I've paid anywhere from 500 to $1, yeah, 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 $1,000 to have somebody to do that. Right. Now I'm not going to use uh, bath fitters. That's a totally different process where they come in and, and suction uh, tubs around over your tub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna recommend glazing on these this this uh, yeah. property value. You don't
1: necessarily need to replace the tub. A lot of these older homes that we buy that are rentals, they may have the old cast iron cast iron tubs. And if you've ever tried to remove one of those, you have to take a sledgehammer and break it into pieces. They're heavy. They're heavy. And if you do that, you're typically going to be screwing up flooring. You're typically going to have to have drywall work, mudding, lots of painting. It's a pain in the ass. So we just leave them. And if they're rusted out or they have four different colors on them, glaze them. And then they look brand new. It's iron. It's sturdy. It's not going anywhere. The guys that we hire to come in, they sand them down. They glaze them. They look brand new. And your cost of doing so is, as Mike said, between 500 maybe 1200 bucks. But the cost of replacing that tub is going to be twice that oh easily. all the extra things that well, you're adding to the list by ripping it out and, one of the and things, you're
0: going to need a plumbing permit and one of the things we talk about in our meetings frequently is the time too time. so it's going to cost more but it's also going to take longer right so again you're talking about and why does it take longer well one the labor but two the drywall so i mean you've got drywall set up you have to uh, then put the mud on it and let it uh, let it cure and then sand it and then do another coat and sand it and then put tile yeah, on top Yeah, it's not going it. to happen in
1: one application. It, ta-
0: it takes several days just to get it back into the right shape. Right. So uh, skip that if you can if it's not uh, destroyed. So bathroom, let's talk about what we spent in the bathroom. We spent, let's call it $1,000 to glaze the whole tub and surround. Mm-hmm. Let's call it uh, 250 for a vanity. Let's call it uh, 150 for a toilet and 350 for the light and the flooring. Under two grand. All in, yeah. We're right around what was that? Yeah, about 1900 1800 bucks. bucks. Right. So say two thousand dollars for your bathroom and it looks like a brand new bathroom. Huge.
1: It's awesome. Huge. guys. So again,
0: two thousand for a bathroom, six thousand for our kitchen, uh, everything else, the materials, probably another five to six thousand mm-hmm. uh for flooring throughout the entire house. Uh, you're gonna be right around fifteen thousand all in right. for everything we're doing. So we
1: shoot to spend at least fifteen thousand on our rehabs, and again we do this because we need to get the entrepreneurial credit that the bank offers in order to make the refinance process work for us. So we have, so you know, we're looking at the big picture the entire time. Um, some of our rehabs are 20, 25K, but we always shoot to spend at least 15. Basements.
0: Basements. I want to talk about basements here in St. Louis. Basements, everybody, oh, they're gross, right? Like basements, you just get this dingy, nasty feeling in a lot of older homes. Like, oh, it's gross, there's spider webs, all that stuff. Fix that problem. Make your, them welcoming, Your guys. basement does not have to be gross. It's super easy. Get down there, knock paint. all the cops. We paint everything. Paint is your best friend as a rental a basement. rehab. Literally, and again, this also, uh, if you did something that might have required a permit and you forgot to get it pulled. So say, for instance, you had a new electrical line put in by your handyman and he didn't get a permit. Well, if you go down in the basement and you've painted the ceilings, this is a big one, paint the ceilings all black, just kind of looks nice and new. Paint the walls all white, paint the floor gray. You've got a nice area in Now,
1: there. yeah, I mean, essentially you can turn a basement that you don't want to walk down into, into a nice place by, as Mike said, you clean it up. You get all the cobwebs out, paint the ceiling, paint the walls, paint the floor, and then all of a sudden it's no longer dirty and dusty down there too, because the paint encapsulates everything and it kind of keeps it. Yeah, it looks nice, it smells looks nice, nice smells, smells nice, all the above. We don't go in and redo basements in terms of putting up walls and drywall and all that stuff. In the event that it has paneling or it has walls, of course we might leave those and paint them, but we're typically not doing any construction in the basement. If anything, it's demo and removal.
0: Exactly. Clean it very, up. Very well said. Right. So again, if you're in a basement and some of the paneling's knocked out and has a little water damage from years of whatever, right? You know, just rip it out. It's cheap. Rip it it's out. Very, it's very just like the landscaping yeah, outside. Yeah, and we
1: have tenants who will, you know, make they'll they'll do crazy things like partition a part of a basement up to put a bedroom in there. You know what? We don't care. All right, we just want to provide them the canvas so they can do something with it. And oftentimes that might just be a place to store their junk, which is fine. You
0: know, it's a nice, clean. Dry it's clean space. though, right? Yeah, very. And, and
1: the amount of money that we spend to make a basement clean, assuming that we're not doing a ton of demo, if we're just cleaning out stuff, painting it, what's that, Mike? Maybe, maybe fifteen hundred to yeah, two grand, two, two grand tops, I two mean. grand. So again, but this is something that's also going to do two things, guys. Two things: a, help you get a higher rent. You're making it more welcoming, and b, your appraiser is like, whoa. Yes, it's not livable square footage necessarily but it's clean down there. So they're gonna look at that with other comps and they're gonna give you a
0: higher value for that property. Yeah, it's nice. It looks nice. That's what's important, is that it, Correct. it looks and feels nice. It's not a place like, ooh, I wanna get out of here. Yeah, throw in a second. You wanna keep it, keep it all the same. Keep it the same. So real quick, here's something that's very important and I wanted to touch on it earlier, but I, I was holding back, is scaling up. So this is something we talked about with our uh, previous episode, talking about hiring GCs you're gonna have to scale up. Well, this one is your products and what you order scaling up you want to start having a standard so we use the same paint color in every one of our rentals this has a lot to do with stress
1: and also you know just sanity right if you're doing eight projects and you're trying to put in a different floor in every project and different light fixtures you're going to lose your mind and your accounting is going to be crazy so doesn't it make sense to say, hey, here's five different light fixtures that I like to use over and over and over again? Guess what, we have one paint, maybe two, but that's it. So when we go in, we paint all the same. Why is that important? Well, A, it's easier, but B, when the tenant moves out, I don't have to go figure out what paint I use. It's always the same
0: paint. Yeah, it's huge. So, so again, if we use the same floor, if a tenant scratched up and managed to destroy some of the, And I floor, got a
1: bunch of it in our storage unit already.
0: Guess what? We just swap out that one piece. Super easy. Super easy. So again, that's the scaling up thing. Keep things the same. Uh, try to use the same appliance supplier too. Because then it's like, oh, did I get a new fridge? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, and hey. after you
1: bought 40 refrigerators from somebody, they're going to probably start giving you a discount. <laughs> There's advantages here in, every, in everything that we're doing. I love it. So let's recap, guys. Start on the outside, do a walk around, look at the roof, look at the windows, look at the landscaping, look at the gutters, the fascia, the soffit. It's not that hard, okay? Just walk around, does it need to be repaired? Does it need to be replaced? Does it need to be painted? Does it need to be
0: removed? That's what you're looking for. And often, simple.
1: oftentimes,
0: I'd say removal is your cheap stop. So it if is. if there's an old shed, why are you gonna replace that? Just rip Just it down. Just take it down, right, yeah. absolutely.
1: Don't. Get it out of there. That's your exterior, when you walk inside, Walls, floors, light fixtures. Seventy-five percent of a house is walls, floors, light fixtures. Your biggest rooms are typically your bedrooms and your, li- your living and family room. Sorry, pardon me. I got the hiccups here. But don't overthink it. You don't have to replace, you know, the baseboards or, you know, all these little minor things. Just stick to the major areas: flooring, walls, light fixtures. When you get into the kitchen you don't have to necessarily replace the cabinets you can paint them you can change the hardware we typically like to put in new countertops because it makes it look fresh and clean Um, next would be getting decent appliances okay again that's going to help in two ways it's going to help with your appraisal it's going to help with your rent okay next um, we do the light fixtures in the kitchen Um, and that's basically it maybe add a dishwasher maybe add a microwave remove a garbage disposal okay garbage disposal is not going to get you any more in rent but what it will do is it's going to increase your maintenance so we take those out moving along to the bathroom we're typically already going to be doing flooring Uh, we try to leave the tile and we try to leave the tub we just glaze it white and i don't care if you have the pinkest most bright green (laughs) tile there is the glaze and the people that we hire to do the glazing which i'm sure you can find in your local neighborhood They cover it up with a beautiful white glossy finish that makes it look brand new. If you didn't know that we glazed it nine times out of ten, you're going to say, damn, this bathroom is brand new because we paint over it. It looks great. We do typically replace the toilet. We do typically replace the vanity. Those costs are relatively cheap and you're typically going to spend about the same amount on labor to install the toilet and the vanity as you are buying those those items. and that's really it. Last but not least, basement. Um, you know, Don't build it out. Don't spend a bunch of money down there. Clean it out, make it look welcoming for somebody to build You know, a little bonus sleeping area down there or a little living room down there or even just storage. How do you do that? You clean out all the old and the ugly, get rid of the cobwebs, paint it. Hire a painter to go over there that has a spray painting gun and they will spray the ceiling, they will spray the walls, they will roll the floor or even spray the floor. And this will make that basement look welcoming and inviting. So people you know, will want to spend time down there.
0: And got, that's it. I've got one pro tip to end on Dave. Keep it simple. Great summary. And, 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 and choose durable. I've got one really good pro tip. Let's hear it. We buy, frequently, we'll buy two bedroom, one baths. They don't stay two bedroom, one baths all the time. It's very inexpensive to throw up one wall. And we do do this sometimes too. That's and one correct. door and create a third bedroom, but we're not
1: putting drywall around the entire basement and doing the ceiling
0: well, i'm not talking or, about the basement i'm talking on the main floor. or anywhere right right yeah. right right so one wall one door if you've got a good size house thousand square foot and it's two bedroom one bath oftentimes the dining family
1: room, family room dining room combos
0: right all, exactly so oftentimes there's a separate dining room and there's a family room living room kind of combo it's very easy to turn that old dining room into a third bedroom right so we do this pretty frequently this is huge. You've added another bedroom, which adds value, not square footage to the house, but it adds it value. It adds value though. And it increases your rent. You're then renting a three bedroom property as opposed to a two. Right, So that's which a you're first, gonna
1: typically get 25% more rent.
0: Yeah, and, and again, this is something that's probably a couple hundred bucks worth of materials.
1: Yeah, with I the mean, labor, you're gonna spend 1,000, thousand, fifteen hundred bucks to add a you. wall, add a door. And when we do this, we're not putting electrical in there. There's already electric in there. Right. There's already electrical in that room. You don't need an outlet on that wall. Um, And the cool thing about doing the conversion with a dining room is typically a dining room, not always, sometimes, I should say sometimes, there's a pantry there. Well, guess what a pantry can convert really well to? A closet.
0: Yeah, super, super
1: nice. So in order to have a bedroom legal, you have to have three things. You have to have it be a minimum square footage, which is pretty easy. I mean, if you walk in and it looks small, it may not work you have to have a closet for somebody to store their clothing and items. And three, it has to have a window that you can climb out of in case of a fire. Those are the three main things that are needed with the bedroom, but that's it. So typically a dining room has a closet already in it. It's a pantry. Typically it already has a window, which is perfectly sized already because you know, most windows are. And um, by just adding a wall and a door, boom, another bedroom. Yeah, that's a
0: huge one. And again, if it's a small house, you kind of want to avoid it. Yeah, but yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, check out freewholesalecourse.com. That's our favorite thing to direct new people to. That's right. That's where you
1: learn how to find the deals, which is what all of the things we talk about comes from. Without having a deal, we can't do any of this stuff, none of it. Love it. Check us out, guys. Free course.com We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rental Rehab Strategy and Pro Tips. Signing off.
0: Welcome back to Season 2 of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever.